Welcome back to His and Hers with Whitney and Al Shea. His and Hers Uncensored. Oh yeah, His and Hers Uncensored because we keep it real and raw. <laughs> <laughs> so we're speaking to my good friend Ashley. Um, hi Ashley. Hey. hey so Ashley. let me just give you a little background about me and Ash. First of all, I hit it first. <laughs> <laughs> but no. So me and Ashley were working at this uh, mental health hospital together and um, we just kind of like clicked. It was really organic how we just started speaking to each other. Then we found out we were in the same master's program. Uh, I remember the first hangout we ever had was at Wet Willies. <laughs> I, I remember the picture. I got the picture on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> so that was like the first time we ever hung out um, and it was just real organic like was it forced it was a friendship um Ashley's been there through uh me finding out in shock that I was pregnant <laughs> me leaving a toxic relationship struggling not struggling but we were both stressed through our internship because we took the same class together so we were able to like speak about actually being counselors um and practicing uh yeah um, been through through some things with Ashley with if she feels like talking about like you know meeting different people talking birthdays friendships relationships we both cut off some, some same people <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah me and Ashley have known each other for about five years now gotta be four, four or five yeah it's been a minute so this is my friend Ashley. She has a podcast <clears throat> called Happy Hour, right? Yes, yeah, self-care, mental health, and life. Okay. Ashley is a um, associate licensed clinical mental health counselor. Um, she, you do private practice, right? No, I don't do private practice anymore. But I, okay. once I once I get my full license, I'm gonna go back. Okay. Well then, self-pay is hard. <laughs> understand don't nobody want to self-pay right <laughs> not these days um and so we're here to talk to ashley about her podcast um and the topic for the night is people who can't commit dun 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay ashley so tell us a little bit about your podcast so i had really wanted to do a podcast for a while and like like, as a matter of fact, Sanji told me, like, a year and a half, two years ago when I started doing my vlogs to do a podcast. And I was like, nah, man, my voice sounds stupid. Because seminar, we had to listen to our tapes and counseling. And I was like, oh, I don't yeah. hear my voice on no podcast. <laughs> and you and then like, I, I, Yeah. And then I kept wanting to do it. And it's like, swear, when y'all did y'all's. And I was like, oh, Anchor, let me try it. Let me figure out if, what I, if I can do it. And then I was like, oh, it's so easy. So that's why I started doing mine but now that I've done it I have like a quadrillion ideas mine like I said is gonna be based off self self-care mental health and life so like I'm gonna talk about just personal personally taking care of yourself talk about you know some different things about mental health and talk about just anything about life like um just anything but I called it the happy hour because like even though my mine isn't exactly an hour, I just want you to people to feel like happy and uplifted after, and maybe they got right. something from it or anything like that. So, 
I'll be talking about different stuff ranging from self-care to the stigma of mental health to, you know, boundaries, toxic relationships, um, falling in love with yourself, like different things like that. Mm. I dig it. First of all, Anchor, I hope y'all hear that shout out how we putting people on to y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Up our sponsorship. For sure. Thank you. <laughs> Secondly, um, I wanted you to give some tips on self-care if you could. Okay. So self-care can be for anybody, um, especially us, us people that work in the healthcare field, whether that be mental health or like teachers or anybody that deals with other people a lot. So customer service, like anything, because you get drained from that. But I mean, you can get drained from anything. Like even if you're a painter, you're an electrician, you're a Lyft driver, whatever. But self-care is about taking Uber. care of you. Or, or, or Uber driver, but <laughs> I'm, I'm Uber. I like Lyft. Yeah, I don't like Uber like that, but whatever. <laughs> it's a reason behind it, but whatever. So we gonna get to that on at the end of the show. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, and it's just about taking care of yourself. Like I, I can say myself, I'm not always good at that. Like I don't always, I haven't always put myself first. And that's like in relationships and jobs and all type of things. So like self-care is super, super, super important. Like the last job that I had, I literally did not take any type of care of myself. And I literally like, I got into a dark depression a couple of months ago. I was like having suicidal thoughts, like all types of things. And um, it was cause I wasn't taking care of myself. I was overwhelmed by so many things. So just self-care is really important because like any stress can kill you and like, anything if you're not taking care of yourself you're gonna you know hurt yourself so the the most important thing is putting yourself first and then just finding things that you like to do so whether that's you know like this the podcast i'm doing now self-care for me because even though i might be helping other people i'm helping myself by the things that i'm looking up and providing and the information i'm giving um like taking a hot bath bubble bath with candles that's calming uh talking to if you believe in god or whoever your higher power is doing that that that's self-care a lot of the, the new adult coloring books um because they have such little intricate lines they make you focus so that can take your mind off of whatever anxious thing you're having or anything like that um hanging out with friends hanging out with loved ones you know even going on dates with yourself because it's important to date yourself too so just making sure you take time out even like I would prefer every day somebody took time out even if it was like five minutes just to like do something for themselves but especially like every week you need to take some time out and when I had my last job I wasn't taking any time out for myself and I definitely I definitely paid for it (laughs) it is so hard though Ashley like just to like carve out time because like you know I find myself like I know me and people who know me like know I like to help that's why I'm in the field that I'm in so when I try to take time for me even though it's given to me it's a lot of for me like prime example today I went to get my hair braided <clears throat> this debacle turned into an all-day thing like I wasn't supposed to be there all day I just knew I was gonna have some time my family Sundays is usually when I unwind you know like we hang out with the kids we do stuff <clears throat> even if we're in the house like I just missed spending that time and I really felt bad about it like and it was something I wanted to do like I needed to get my hair done get ready to go out of town plus it was time but I felt bad 
about being away. And it, I mean, that getting my hair done could be a part of self-care, although today I wouldn't say that because I was there way too long. Yeah. But, you know, it started out <laughs> as self-care. But it, it was even hard for me to, like, leave. I was just like, are you sure? You know, like... Yeah. I had to like pretty much make her go like, yo, chill, you good. Like, <laughs> go. Gosh, like, please go. Stop <laughs> asking me. I'm good. The kid's good. We are good. Yeah. But, um, all right. So my question is uh, what you stated uh, earlier about self-care because you said you're, you was working in your job and I know how like working in the job can be depressing like especially in and i think it's just more so just trying to be overly responsible just trying to stay up on everything make everything work and be that adult that we are that we think we're supposed to be but my question is like you said it led into a deep depression like did you know you were depressed or like how did you find out you were depressed did you just wake up like like what was that aha moment of your depression where you was like i gotta get out of this and what's funny is i'll have a blog coming out about that i mean not a blog, <laughs> podcast coming out about that but i didn't even notice until like afterwards like i just like i have really bad anxiety so like i was thinking i was having like you know i was thinking i was just stressed out and i was crying that day because of something or uh, I was having an anxiety attack that day because of something until that one day turned into like every other day and every other day turned into almost every day and I gained a lot of weight and I just I was just so unhappy like I was so I was I don't know but I didn't I didn't notice it until, until after the fact and then what's funny is like I had started a new started to see a new doctor because my the doctor I had since I've lived here it was in Lawrenceville and I didn't have time to drive out there so um, when I went to see my doctor for the first time, she wouldn't uh, refresh my Xanax. So she sent me to a psychiatrist and I went to the psychiatrist. And this was something I really had like hard feelings about in the beginning, but she put me on a mood stabilizer. And I had an issue with it because of the stigma of mental health. And I'm like, oh, what you she's like, no, I'm just saying like this mood stabilizer can help you. Before I even got really depressed, because that was like in July. So she put me on a mood stabilizer and like, I think she put me on an antidepressant around, let me see, uh, maybe like August or September because the job that I no longer work at, I got fired from, but thank Jesus because he does everything that he needs to do for us even when we don't understand it. Because I'm so much greater after that job, like I swear. And I work at the crisis line and it's easier than the job I had before. So. Right. Yeah. So I didn't notice. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't tell. Um, I just really thought I was just going through a tough time. But now I realize, and that's what I'm like. Like I'm, I'm a therapist, and I couldn't even recognize my own triggers, and I couldn't even recognize my own symptoms that I was, you know, like just it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I think. I think sometimes your career kind of puts a blinder over the symptoms for you because you you are in that career like you help people with these issues so you're like these things won't won't and can't happen to me because i know the symptoms and, and everything you know but along with the self-care if you're not paying attention to yourself you won't even see those symptoms so you just stay blind to them for so long until like you say you look in the mirror one day and you're like full-blown into it yeah and and you're speaking about being a clinician and like dealing with it but 
<clears throat> I know I can think of two times that after I got out of the fog I was like okay you were you could have talked to somebody or you needed help and um one being after I had my daughter I speak openly about postpartum but I didn't I didn't really understand it until I looked around and the only thing I was doing was being a mom I wasn't being me and so for a while I was dealing with that because I would get overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, it's because you're a single mom. But <clears throat> it was like I didn't even want to utilize my supports. Like I just I just did what I had to do so that she was fine and then like at night I'll be upset, you know? So it was like one of those things that I didn't realize I was below my baseline until like I was back at my baseline. And she still battles with that though, you know. Um this is probably like some deep, you know, because like just because you realize something and you you feel as though you're you're coming over it, it's still you know I think you know you always hear different numbers, but they say like 21 days uh, you form a habit, you know like you have to break that habit as well. So her like her still dealing with with these things like people have to really really think about because like that whole depression is a habit you're you've turned being depressed into your reality into your life to like your comfort zone you know and your comfort zone to kill you so you just got to break that habit even after you're out of the depression because it's easy to slip back into it because i've even been depressed before like not knowing like when i first moved down here to atlanta like didn't know nobody didn't didn't have a car didn't have a job couldn't get around you know so you wind up just sitting sitting there, you know, and, and that slips you into a depression. You don't even know it because you think, well, I ain't got nothing else to do, so I'm just going to sit here and watch TV all day, but that slips into a depression as well because you get used to that. You learn to function in your dysfunction. Right. Oh, for sure. Right. And I always tell people that they're like, I still go to work and I haven't started doing this and I, you know, I don't need this. And I'm like, that's because you're functioning in the dysfunction. But everybody around you sees the dysfunction. Everybody around you sees mm-hmm. this that you're about to crash a bird. But mm-hmm. it's gonna take for you to realize it before the work can be done. Right, right. Even in even in relationships, like you can you get so used to that unhealthy relationship that it starts showing on your person, like on your body. I remember when I was in Philly in my uh, relationship that like brought me down here, like people used to look at me like man you you look different and I never even peeped I just thought you know I was going through the motions you know things gonna change you know things gonna get better I'm supposed to be here in life you know and then I look at my like I look at pictures back I was like man I was like I was doing nothing smoking all the time drinking all the time just living paycheck to paycheck just horrible and trying to be that responsible adult but got caught in that cycle and you said you noticed it about me uh, a lot of people say my smile is different now yeah so. i knew her smile was different before i knew her yeah i was like that smile is not a, a genuine smile yeah well since i've since i've come on the other side i mean i still have some moments not so far as where I'm like depressed but like a lot of anxiety just attributed to some things I'm going on to personally going through personally but um like when I finally like and I don't know if it was the medication or the prayers or what but like I started to feel better and like people like 
one person told me like oh my gosh you're glowing another person was like oh my gosh look at your smile you actually look your eyes you look happy like I saw my dad recently and my dad was like I've never seen this pretty before so like and I'm like, dang, dad, what you trying to say? I was, like, like, I was but, just thinking. I was yeah, I was like, dang, daddy, daddy, I was trying to say. He was like, no, you just look so beautiful. So, I mean. Never seen you this pretty before. Like, man, he, yeah, he tried my whole life to me, But I let him make it because he's my daddy. You better leave him alone. I let him make it because he's my daddy. But he tried my life. But no. But then the people said they can see. like, And not saying like, oh, I knew you were depressed and now you look better. It's just like, oh, wow. Like, you, you look different. You look happy. You look you know you look good so and and that's what i've been hearing a lot lately like people are like you're glowing and i'm like what like that's because you in love boo. <laughs> you in love me yeah. oh y'all lame <laughs> y'all lame <laughs> oh let's look at your ass because you say we do it much mm, y'all man i listen to these episodes and all i hear is Mwah. <laughs> Every five seconds, I'm like, dang! And then y'all lips be sounding all juicy and wet. So what? Like extra, extra snacking it is juicy. You mm. <laughs> say, you say, juicy and wet. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh man! But yes, that is something. I mean, it takes it takes um for me, it takes getting out of it to be able to see like. When I was in my last situation, um, and now when I speak to people or like friends, or even when the day I decided to announce, hey, this is over, like so many people are like, oh, you know, I was ready for it. And I'm thinking like, well, if you saw me crashing and burning, why you want to just tell me? But it's like, you probably thinking, you know, you know you I've been there, right? You can't, because I was putting on like, oh, I was just so excited and happy about the relationship but honestly I have been out of it for two years actually you know when we started taking all them flights me and you yeah I was out of that relationship like physically mentally I was gone physically I was there but we was going everywhere and and I was, where did we go we literally just spent the night but where for one girl, I don't remember but so I where we ain't never been place. Oklahoma or something no nah, we was in Indiana we went for one night because so Southwest had this thing. If you book three flights by a certain date, you will get a free buddy pass for the next year. So we had to, we was booking our three flights. Yeah, I went to Orlando on one flight and just stayed at the airport. I had a flight the same day. I think it was because Indiana was like fifty nine dollars. Yeah, but we went. We, stayed, we literally was like, stayed let's hurry up right the by the airport and get our last bed. third flight. Yeah. We didn't even yeah. see nothing. Nope, we saw the bed. Crazy. That was it. And you were trying to talk, and I said, I got class. So the next thing that we uh the juice and meat of what we want to talk about was <laughs> uh people oh. who are afraid of commitment. I put it on the Instagram story for his and hers uncensored and I don't remember the results, but I think there were more people who have dealt with somebody who was afraid of commitment than those who haven't. Mm. So I'm just gonna go around, get us a quick poll right here. Uh, me, have I ever dealt with somebody who's afraid of commitment? Yes. What about you? Um, I think I was the person who wasn't afraid to commit. Mm. Yeah. And I've dealt with it. But my question about it is, what what's really the definition of afraid to commit? Like, and like, how can uh, like how can you identify that you were with someone or you were the person that was afraid to commit? Right. So it's funny Good that. Question. Uh, you said that you were the person who was afraid to commit because I was thinking that 
the person I dealt with was you. <laughs> Me? But only in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> only in the Kept saying I was, like I, was, I don't want no girlfriend, and it was like. But wait a minute, Whitney. From when I listened to y'all first podcast, you said the same. But I, I didn't want no. Thank I didn't you, want, Ashley. I didn't, didn't want to that episode because Ashley I was still working on me. <laughs> so I knew that I wanted to be a healthy person because eventually I wanted to be in a relationship that would lead to marriage. So I wasn't. I wasn't afraid to commit. I just wanted to be a hoe. <laughs> like. Facts, right? I Speak your truth. Speak your truth. And I told her. I told her, right? I, no, uh, the, the listeners can't hear uh, you now. Yes. <laughs> you know, that was my thing. You know, I, I just wanted to be a hoe. Um, so that Speak was that truth. was me. That was me. Why you ain't gonna be a hoe then? Because I liked you. You stopped it. And it wasn't You stopped that. his wholeness, Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't nothing like I. I. I just didn't like, you know, go out there because I was having so much fun with you. You know, I was. I was enjoying your company. So I was like, all right, well, I don't even want to go out here and be with these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Second I'm saying. But no, I, I'm not saying like he was just totally against it. But he told me more than I told him that I didn't want a relationship. Hmm. And that, I was being myself, and he kept deterring from me. And I was just like, I'm not telling you that I want to be in a relationship. I'm literally saying I'm not ready for a relationship right now. But you were taking it as you want to be in a relationship, or that's what I was trying to achieve. Right. And so that's why I was like, maybe you got commitment issues, because... No. You told me double the times I told you. I did. I just had to let you know. I was fighting my wholeness. Ugh. I really want to be a hoe, but god dang, man. I like you. You said you're not letting me go be a hoe. I wasn't. Okay. You wasn't. I put up a shield. No, you didn't. You know, it was it was just your genuine behavior just kind of like shot down all the hoes. You know, I can see that. I can. You know I got home repellent. It was like right, right. It was like you know how hunters they have to mask their their scent by spraying something on them. That's you know, what she did. Yeah, that a blood. You know, she, she marked the heck out of me, yo. Marked the heck out of me. Uh, I said, you <laughs> are trying it. What about you, Ash? Uh, what was commitment? Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, how can you, like, what what would really be the deciding factor? Like, so saying, like, somebody's afraid of commitment or saying that, you know. You just don't want to? Yeah. Mm. Because, you know, so, I, so I, I'll dabble into my story a little bit. I um, was in a relationship for three years. Um, it recently ended. Um, but we were engaged when it ended. Um, and, like, we were, like, three months out from the wedding. Mm. And like we had issues. I mean, we weren't perfect, but every relationship I believe has issues. Right. But our biggest thing was communication. And like I would say several, several times, like, let's go to therapy, let's go, let's go talk to our pastor, let's go do all these things. And like he would never want to do it. Um, and then you know, would always say, like, well, it's you, it's you, it's you. So 
when he ended up he called off the wedding when he ended up calling off the wedding like we weren't having no issues we weren't arguing like we had literally just taken family photos with his children that i paid for and he called it off right after that like after right like right after we left from the photo shoot and we went to david buster for kids so he called it off at david buster yes girl that's crazy. Right I think that's the definition. Family pictures. Like, I think that's the definition of uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then so then so he was like, well, let's just stay engaged and push the wedding back, and I'm like, push the wedding back to when? And he never gave me a date. And like his youngest daughter's mother, he was with her for seven years. I mean, he was younger then, but he's 36, so it wasn't like he was 20. He has, I mean, I, I said, I just, I can't do it. I'm not going to be with you and be engaged for, until whenever and still be living here and mm, doing all this stuff for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, my daddy always say, like, why buy the cow if you got the milk for free? I have the saying go. Like, so, you know, you did all that. And then, so, when I was like, well, I don't want to be engaged. Um, I mean, I don't want to just be engaged. And, like, so he broke up with me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's, it's it's crazy because like I just just moved out um like yesterday, and like so the two oh, wow. the two months that we were broken up for living together was like hell on earth literally. Mm. Um, we fought worse than we ever did, and then yesterday was like the worst day ever because I guess he like I'm gone. You really realize I'm gone? Yeah. yeah. So yesterday he was like a complete like. I don't know. And he doesn't see his faults. I mean, I'm not perfect and I'm not gonna bash him because he, he's a great guy. He just he just didn't treat me greatly. And I think he's recognizing that, but I mean it's just with so many excuses. But the reason I say about the fear of commitment, because he hadn't so the wedding was in April and the wedding got called off right before New Year's. He hadn't asked any groomsmen yet. He said, Oh, they just know. He hadn't picked out a tug shed, he hadn't <laughs> done any of those things. Like, the only thing he had done was contributed towards the venue. And our venue was all-inclusive, so that covered everything. But that's the only thing he had did. Like, he hadn't done anything. And then he went, like, cake testing and stuff like that because he had to pick cake. But, like, as far as anything, like, he hadn't really... And he had said things prior to that. Like, he had said maybe, like, a month before that, at the beginning of December and November, like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't get married until we have... We both have 10000 saved up. First of all, I be honest my financials ain't great and I think at one thing had ten thousand dollars saved up in five months so I'm like why are you telling me five months before that you don't want to get married unless we have ten thousand saved up so it was things right. that he would say that you know yeah started started laying up started planting them seeds of you don't really want to do this well I mean and and you know you you talk about toxic relationships I mean for three years every other day I wouldn't say every other day but I mean you know some days he loved me, and some days I was the biggest mistake, and he was wasting his life with me. So it was a lot yeah. of emotional abuse. So I mean, mm-hmm. he would tell me all the time how I wasn't nothing, and it was a waste of time. So it, it doesn't really me. sound like a bad thing's happening. Oh, by being separate. Well, I mean, it's even hard because, like, I feel like I don't know. You was um, just used to the relationship. You functioned in the dysfunction. Right. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying like even now, like I'm still like taking his calls. Because you you've been with him for how many years? Three years, like you know, it's it's still something there. You've been with him for three years, but you know, you're gonna have to break that sooner or later. Yeah, I'm saying because you don't want to fall like you don't want to fall back into that depression, (coughs) and you don't even live with the dude. You don't want to make memories in the new spot. You know what I'm saying? Right. That yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, when yeah and I didn't even like yesterday after like he acted crazy and I was like, just don't call me, don't text me like nothing. He kept calling me last night. I didn't answer. He was texting me this morning. I didn't answer. But he got me, he had me hemmed up at church. Like he had me in the corner trying to talk to me and I'm like, can I go? And he wouldn't let me go. Like, so it's like, and I don't want to stop going to church because church changed my, this church I'm at is amazing and it changed my life. And so I'm going to have to see him. You don't have that's to like, see him. Our church is small. You, you can change the church. I can't do that. I Your life has church. changed already. It's yeah, not, it's but not the church. I've been it's to church. the word, uh, 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 I've been to churches, and I've, you know, my life has never been the way it is now at the church I'm at now. Mm. It, it depends on about that, babe. It depends on who your leader is. Mm. So, and I have a phenomenal Well, first leader. of all, as a friend, this is too many red flags for me because... Right. I'm just like, first of all, just speaking about commitment, not even specifically about your situation, but majority of the time, I can't say all the time because more recently I've seen women do it, but majority of the time, the male is the one who decides that they are going to propose. So why even take that action and spend that money and do that if you weren't completely 100% sure? But I don't know because I've never been engaged. I've never been married. So I have never gone through those emotions. But that's something that is just kind of like, you know, but then you go back to say like the three years of the relationship, it was off and on. So that's something that, you know, might have been a sign as well. But as far as him, him, you of the church, I'm not comfortable with that because who's to say, like, if you do that to church openly with other people, like who's to say it won't happen somewhere else? Right, because I'm crazy and he not crazy enough to test my crazy. Okay. Right. That's that's not. I don't agree with that because <laughs> one day he's gonna be crazy enough to test your crazy. Because right now he's doing what you allow. He right. Cardi B said a nigga only gonna do what you allow, and I now allow that nigga to do that to me. I definitely I know that. So I guess you gotta come to the realization of what you I gotta work to on. And this is what I'm working on with my therapist about boundaries and self-esteem and all those things that I struggle with that, yeah, yeah I know. I, I I recognize my dysfunction. I recognize my irrational thinking. It's just I don't know how to change it. Okay. Well, we're but not about to have a therapy session. I know. I want to... I, I, hey, I get free therapy, okay, from you. I know you said no free therapy, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to I wanna say one thing. I... Um, you, she just said she don't know how to change it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you, you can change it. You just gotta uh, not be so committed to the church. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally one thing you can do to get this dude out of First your life. Off, home, is home there Sunday. something that he do? He goes every Sunday? Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, is there multiple services? No. We're a small church. Okay. Do you have an accountability friend at church? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She be getting in my butt. Not getting in your butt, keeping him away. Right. I mean, they're not going to do that because we respect men. And I just, we honor men. We don't, we wouldn't, like, so, no. So you telling me it's, I'm unclear. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, you're supposed to allow him to do it out of respect for him? Oh, no, I'm not talking about that, but you said, is there a friend that will, like, him him up? And I'm like, they're not. No, 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 I said keep him away. So you said you were in an uncomfortable situation at church where he hemmed you up in a corner and was forcing you to speak. 
isn't there someone who can keep you out of situations like that? Because you know it would be me if I was there. That's not my turn. <laughs> but I would gladly tell him to leave you alone. I know you would. <laughs> you would probably try to fight too. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's not disrespectful of you saying for the health of the mental health of my friend and her safety, she don't feel right. like talking to you. No, and he has to be okay with that. That's a part of you setting boundaries. I know. Period. I mean, I... I... big boundary just by moving out because like like even Sanji was like I'm proud of you because you actually stood your ground like you said so many times you was gonna do this and do that and you stayed and this and that like and I'm really gone now like I'm literally sleeping in another house in another bed but do you know that constantly accepting the phone calls is just going to lead you into letting him into your new location oh he's not gonna come to my new location because I live with somebody but I mean I definitely understand that I need to you know you know and but this, it's so and much more be because I know that we're just business. You know, like, it's, it's definitely so going to be business. Time. Mm. Yeah, like, um, yeah. But I think the most important thing that I've heard you say first is that you are recognizing your dysfunction. But sec- secondly is setting the boundaries because there are so many times that people will be in relationships and leave a relationship and don't set boundaries in relationships and then mess up stuff. So that's important. You have to set, I mean, you have to set boundaries in friendships because you have people who can feel like they can walk over you. If you're not having a reciprocal relationship or reciprocal friendship, like that could be bad. So personally, I know how hard it is for you to set boundaries. So I'm going to congratulate you on that because I know that setting boundaries is something that all of us need to work on yeah but as your friend i know that that's real yeah but i don't like him having to be he'll be up at church yeah well you have to let go of the past i know it's hard oh it's hard yeah i know it is you have to let go of the comfortable discomfort you know you gotta let that go if you really want to change, don't listen to them sweet nothings. <laughs> because there's um, a lot of negative on those nothings as well. From what I'm hearing, from what I gather, this is my first time speaking with you. But um, but no, I, I agree. And that's another reason why I you know, wanted to talk about fear of commitment. Because it's like, he's, he's mad now. He says he's not mad, but I, I can tell he's mad now because this is what he asked for and I and I gave it to him right. and he's mad that I gave it to him right. and so you know he showed his butt yesterday and then this morning texted me this long novel about how you know he's so sorry and he you know he knows he said it a million times before but he really means it this time and that he prays that he can you know love me better or whoever she may be in the future treat her right and just because he realizes that he doesn't treat women right or whatever. I want you to know that you're like literally in the thick of it. It's gonna be um, it's not gonna get easy just from today. It's not gonna be easy tomorrow. But I really want you to pay attention to your situation and really, really, really uh be a stickler about your self-care because that's what's gonna get you out. You have to worry about yourself. Because I don't yeah. want you to end up like a lifetime story. Because listen to your story. That's what it sounds like. You don't want to be no lifetime story. 
where I kill him? You don't want to be that girl. That's the only Lifetime stories I watched. Huh? I said where I kill him because that's the only oh. Lifetime stories I watched. You <laughs> the one. Put this on our podcast. You know <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. right. Delete all that. Delete that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, 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 <laughs> but no, listen, listen. I gotta ask you a question from a man's point of view. Like, wh- when a man is with a woman, and like I said, nothing's perfect. Nothing's perfect. You know, sometimes we talk outside our neck. Sometimes we nag. Sometimes we complain. Sometimes we do things that you that men don't like. Like, and my pastor brought up something great today. Like, men don't need love. Men don't need affection. Men need respect. And so, especially when you disrespect a man, like I can understand like how they might like clock out. But from from a man's perspective, what what would what is your take on like one day saying like, okay, like I want to be with you, I love you, I want to be with you forever, and then and another day it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Like, is that playing games or is that fear of commitment or is that like what what's your take on that? Is that mental health? Um, right. I think it's mental health, but um, <laughs> so you saying one day I want to marry you then the next day no I don't really want to do this or the next day they're saying I want to change it up again yes like uh, yeah well say like every week maybe not every day but every week yeah okay yeah I got you um is that fear of commitment is that narcissism is I mean is that is that manipulation like what is that I think one it could be a fear of commitment it could be you know, not, as a matter of fact, I only want to say fear of commitment. I think in the beginning, like maybe the first time it could be like, you know, just like, am I really ready for this? Like, not a fear, but just qu- asking myself, questioning myself, and then being vocal about it and allowing you to understand me and get into my head. Boom. Bye. Then I change it up. Like, you know what? She understood me. I'm going to do it again. You know, I really like this girl. I'm going to boom hey i really want to do this now if i do it again you know next time it's like uh i might not want to do this because like i said earlier you're i'm only going to do what what you allow me so the first time it was i need clarity the second time it was like am i really sure i want to do this with this girl and i'm saying she already let me do it one time i see you know i know she's gonna ride with me now the third time you know i'm just like not caring about you because i already did it twice third time you still ain't moved you ain't went nowhere now it's more of a well, she ain't gonna go nowhere she ain't gonna do and, and i'm glad you said that because i asked him i was like you i think the thing is you thought i would never leave and now i really left and he's like no i knew you would leave i was like no i really think you didn't think i was ever gonna go anywhere and that's why you kept doing the same thing and you know yeah i don't know yeah, so so that's that's what I think it is now, you know. It's uh well, she don't let me do it this many times. I might as well try it one more time, see what she gonna do. She ain't gonna go nowhere, you know. So you yeah, man, that's that's how I feel of it. and that's my take on it, you know. I'm not saying that was him for sure, but when I yeah. try to put my feet in his shoes, you know, not knowing him, that's what I come up with. So since you got your okay. feet in his shoes. I got another question though. Wait, wait, I got one more question for him. So I know you, you we were talking about fear of commitment and you was like, she said that she thought you may have had a fear of commitment in the beginning, but she was like, nah, you just wanted to be a hoe. So where are you at now with commitment? I'm committed. I'm in a relationship with her. But like, how far do you want that relationship to go? Like, what's your, what's your level of commitment? Um, my level of commitment is forever. Um, okay, because they say a guy knows, huh? like, 
they say a guy it doesn't take a guy long to know like the guys that take long time like so say like okay like my brother met his wife and they got married like six months later my mama met my stepdaddy they got married like three months later they've been married for like 25 years mm-hmm. and like when you look at my situation we, we was together for three years we got engaged and we didn't get married he was with his ex before me for seven years like when people right. when dudes are like they say that dudes know when they know right now i and i agree with you on that one i've been married twice before dang my, right my first marriage how old are you <laughs> 36 Oh, okay. so, that's the same age as, as my ex, and I just don't get his maturity level. But okay. So, my first time I got married, I was young. We we really shouldn't have gotten married because like the relationship was over before we got married. But we was like, uh, let's see if we can save it. So we did that. Boom, didn't work. Bow. The second time I got married, I only knew her for eight months, and that didn't work out. You know, um. I learned stuff from my first marriage and tried to bring it to the second marriage, but that was her decision. Boom. So this time with Whitney, like we already, like me and Whitney done discussed this. Like, you know, it, it is what it is. When it happened, even now, you know what I'm saying? It's it's forever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, so sweet. I love it. No, for real, I, y'all made me cry on like, I think it was the one where you talking about the podcast. And you was like, we both want to do this and something, something, something. And whatever. It was like the last like five or ten minutes, I was on the plane crying. Right. I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy for him. Oh God. <laughs> Not for real. Like it was, it was cute. But um, this time, like I know, I know I love Whitney. You know. Oh, so. I love it. Guys, <laughs> What? What you say, Whit? So. So I know I know it's gonna be forever, um, but I also don't think a piece of paper changes a person. I don't think a, a piece of paper is gonna make me be the best guy in the world or the worst guy in the world. You know, I'm gonna be exactly who I am now. I want to disagree with you on that one, only because I've heard I'm not married, so I don't know. But yeah, you're gonna still be the same person, and y'all are still gonna love each other the same. But it's different when you're married because you have different struggles and different challenges as opposed to being just a couple what are the struggles and challenges i mean you're just being met like once you're married to somebody it's not like you can just leave them like it's, it's a Why different type you? of thing well i mean you can but it, it ain't just like when you boyfriend and girlfriend and you just break up that's why, what i mean. why isn't it because this is divorce and it's not a just breakup the only time it's hard is if you got kids Okay. Or, or if you got real property, okay. and, that's, and that comes in with money. But what if the other person don't really care about the money? So what makes it really different? It's just a different type of union, you know. Like it's not. I mean, technically, it is. Like, okay, I was your boyfriend, and I was your boyfriend for fifteen years, and I loved you, but. Now I'm actually making the commitment to be your husband. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, we gonna have to agree to disagree because no, no. I mean, I mean, we can we we can agree to disagree, but you haven't answered the question yet. Like from the questions that I was asking, I just did. I said it's a different type of union. No, you was like, you know, it's it's different when you're a husband or a boyfriend, and I'm I'm trying to find out where, like, like what 
what physically changes within the person that they can or cannot do in a marriage i think she's coming more from a um legal and spiritual aspect of the union when you talk about the union because i i get what you're saying that if we don't want to be together regardless if we're married or or dating we can end it it's a little bit a couple more steps if you're married because you can't you gotta be it's legally bound at that point Mm -hmm. so that's a contract that's a union that you guys have and so in order to get out of that y'all have to go through something like lawyers or attorneys or just the legal system to get out of it like you could be separated but to be legally divorced you have to go through something like paperwork has to be signed their signatures so i think that's where she's coming from as far as there's a difference in union because we could be dating and in law i mean yeah yeah i I guess in law but but the law aspects doesn't change the relationship do it I mean, but for some, so if you think about people that don't have sex till, get, till they get married, that's a completely different relationship. Yeah. If you think about I know, people, I know like somebody. Me, I know like somebody. Me, I want that kids, but I don't plan on having kids until I have a ring and a last name that's changed and somebody that's with me to the death do us apart. That's where I say there's a difference in union because I'm not just going to have a baby by my boyfriend. I'm only going to have a baby by my husband. So that's a different union for me. I don't have no kids. I so know that somebody. Your family. I know somebody that. Uh, married his high school sweetheart they were both virgins until they got married and they lasted a year i mean i'm not saying that i'm not saying that getting married is gonna make you last forever i was just saying it's a different type of union it's not the same as and and somebody somebody can get married and only last a year and somebody else that was together for 50 years never got married was the happiest ever i'm not saying that's the difference i'm just saying there's a difference in being somebody's boyfriend and being somebody's husband. That's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> That's why I said we just have to agree to disagree. All right. I mean, you know, I, I really want to talk about it, but I don't really want it to be a whole thing of just debating and because like what you said, you know, if, if, cause you just stated, uh, you're not saying that getting married is going to make y'all be together forever. Then why get married if you're not going to be together forever? And again, when he said it's more of a spiritual thing, it's more of a like. Okay, when we go to the spiritual thing, you know that um, God only made marriage only if because you couldn't uh, uh, control yourself sexually. Corinthians seven, eight, and nine. Now to the unmarried. And to widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried, as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they shall marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Actually, in God's eyes, anybody, anybody, anybody you have sex with is technically your husband or wife in God's eyes. This is John 4, 16 to 18. He said to her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. 
So let's find out why she has five husbands. So uh, this is Colossians 3, 13, and uh, 15. I believe these are wedding vows that people read in the Bible right here. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgive you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in the heart, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. That's the key, members of one body. This is 1 Corinthians 6, 15 and 16. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take my members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. So now we know why she had five husbands. She was having sex with people, becoming one body. So marriage is pretty much uh, saying, God, this is what we're doing. Uh, okay, now God, uh, he recognizes y'all as being one body. And also the act of sex is you physically becoming one body. So, I mean. Tell me the verse. I give I give it back to you. Oh, okay. Can you tell me where it don't say that? Where it don't say what? That's what, what I just be married, where, where two become one? Yeah. It's in the Bible everywhere. Two become one. What you mean? God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam. That part. That part is in the Bible. That's but but you know what? That's and can you tell me where? Because these are the things no, that. No, I don't frequent, know the Bible. Like exactly. You. But I, these are the I things that. Where, but listen, I know what's in there. The, but these, I know what these you are said the things that. So if y'all heard correctly, she said, I know what you said ain't in there. But I just read the scriptures to y'all and gave y'all uh, where y'all can look it up and also read it for yourself. So fact check me. These are the things that preachers preach just to try no, to... No, 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 I ain't get this from no preacher. I got it from the Bible. I just can't tell you what verse, chapter, uh, none of that. So, okay. I read my Bible. So I ain't get... I don't I don't just take what a preacher tell me and run with it like, oh, he said it, so it's, it's law. No, no, no. Okay, I, and, and I understand you there, but those are the, thing, the same things that preachers are preaching to continue to... Uh, make money like that's what they well, do well maybe you should come to my church because my preacher don't preach like that just saying I will like it's a whole yeah no 
and that's why I love my church and I gotta stay there because it ain't like I, I stayed out of church for a long time because of the 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 inconsistency with churches and things like that and that's a whole nother subject we can get on a long sure. time with but I'm just saying like where I'm at now is completely different it's yeah it ain't like none of that it ain't like the hypocritical regular churches that I'm, I'm accustomed to you know what I'm saying yeah I've been judged everywhere because I got a whole full arm of tattoos I had like short blonde hair like you know, I was always felt judged by the old church ladies, and, and my mama judges me. My mama tell me that's how they gonna identify my body when I'm dead, and she my mama. So like, I, I know, and that's why I thank God that my church ain't nothing like that. Wow, mm-hmm. I feel you, but that's what that's one of my things about the church on how it's so judgmental. No, but like I you feel said, you. I we about to get to a whole nother. You're right. Let's not even do it. Let's not even do it. Right. <laughs> But I, I definitely, I definitely, we can definitely dabble in that. Right, I definitely hope you um really take heed to the self care part, though. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I know. No, I, I definitely am. I took, I like, I when we broke up, I took a a weekend off every month for the next like four months. So like last month I went somewhere. Then this month I'm going somewhere. Next month, which is the weekend of the wedding that the wedding was supposed to be, I didn't want to be here, so I booked a flight somewhere. Like I, I go to the gym every day when I get off work. I get off in the morning, so I go to the gym and work out with my trainer. Um, I started the keto diet like a month ago. I've lost like twelve pounds. Boom. Um, so that's something for self care. Just me getting back to me. Um, and then like this podcast, like I'm like I said, it's self care because I'm writing a lot of stuff down. I'm researching a lot of stuff that's interesting to me, and that's me, you know, taking care of myself because I like to do it. Right. I wish I, I wish I read more and painted more because that's something I really love, but I never do it. But and I get my nails done. That's definitely self-care. Somebody <laughs> rub on your feet. Nails. Like, right. rub my feet. Oh, I, get, I go get foot massages all the time, too, so. Right. That's what's up. That's what's up, y'all. Yeah. Well, I let y'all have y'all <laughs> We did. Look, Winnie was quiet. <laughs> okay, here we go. But I, I really appreciate you coming on here, you guys. Make sure you Love check you, out her uh, podcast, Happy Hour self-care and mental health talk um i love you too ashley i appreciate this conversation you know ashley was just looking out for me to, to see where your head was for commitment so appreciate you I had, I had to make sure i had to make sure i didn't have to roll up <laughs> i fight about i fight about mine <laughs> uh this was just another episode of his good night y'all y'all have a good one